Hi friends, welcome to the Bible Project Podcast. In our wonderful journey through what I hope will eventually be the whole Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And we're in season two, part 132 of our journey through the book of Genesis. And we're in Genesis chapter 17 in this story of the covenant of circumcision. And this is the point where God speaks to Sarah. So you'll remember we saw last time that God spoke to Abraham and he made a covenant with Abraham. And God said he's going to make a promise that he was going to have a son and that all his descendants are going to have children and that those offspring are going to inherit the land. But now, beginning in verse 15, we see the Lord speak to and about Sarai. And this is what it says, beginning in verse 15. God said to Abraham, As for Sarai, your wife, you are no longer to call her Sarai. Her name shall be Sarah. I will bless her and will surely give you a son by her. I will bless her so that she will be the mother of nations. Kings of people will come from her. So God now has been seen to change Sarai's name as well. And her new name, Sarah, in the Hebrew, has an idea contained within it of nobility or royalty. It has within it the idea that future rulers, kings in a sense, are going to be direct offspring of both her and Abraham. Now this is interesting because this is the very first time God has said to Abraham, not only are you going to have a son, but you're very specifically going to have that son coming by you and Sarah. He's not said it in that way prior to this point. So in theory, based on what he said before, it was possible that she might have died, as for example, and he could have had another wife and a child might have come by another woman. But probably because of the whole fiasco with Hagar, which we studied a few episodes back, God is seen to be making his position absolutely clear. And he says, this offspring is going to be achieved by you, Abraham, and your wife, Sarah. Now, this must have seemed like an impossible situation because Sarah is way past childbearing age. He's now 99 years old and she's probably about 10 years younger and they're being told they're going to have children. Abraham's response to that statement on the face of it can seem totally understandable. It tells us in Genesis 17:17 17, 17, that Abraham fell face down, he laughed, and he said to himself, Will a son be born to a man a hundred years old? Will Sarah bear a child at the age of 90? Important question here. Why is he laughing? Is this a, a laughter of doubt or is it a laughter of joy? This gets much debated, as you can imagine. I personally... I'm pretty sure that this is not a laughter of doubt, and I can't reach that position for several reasons. Firstly, the fact that he tells us that he falls face down, that is a recognisable, symbolic act of adoration and worship. So he's not laughing out God or doubting God. I believe he's celebrating and, in a sense, worshipping God. Another reason I don't think this is a laughter of doubt or ridicule is because in Romans chapter 4, Paul goes into great detail about this passage and one of the things he says at the beginning of that chapter when looking back at these events, he says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Now Paul goes into great detail in the later part of chapter 4 to explain how and what exactly Abraham believed. Verses 9 to 12 
tell us this. We have been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstances was it credited? Was it after he was circumcised or before? It was not after, but before, and he received the circumcision as a sign, a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So then he is the father of all who believe, but have not been circumcised in order that the righteousness might be credited to them. And he then is also the father of the circumcised, who not only are circumcised, but also followed in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. Now these verses, of course, are reminding us that this also applies to us. He then continues in the chapter, picking up the text in verse 18, where it tells us, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was a hundred years old, and Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. That is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Now this phrase, it was credited to him, means that it was not for him alone, but also for us. God has credited us with righteousness when we come before faith and embrace the promise of Jesus. In fact, Paul says again, few verses, next couple of verses of this chapter, he says, for us who believe, and that means for us today who believe, in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. So I agree with most biblical commentators and say that this laughter was one of incredulous, joyous praise. And is it at this point that Abraham replies, and he speaks to God. And we shall look at what he says next time. So thank you for joining me, and I'll see you back here on the Daily Bible Project podcast very soon. Bye-bye for now.